Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. We're glad to be back. We're halfway through our fall, actually, a little more than halfway through the fall season now as we head into the winter months soon. Um, so, with that comes some conference times for a lot of us and uh, the chance to go do some professional development. So we're really happy today to have with us Phil Risen, who's the Associate Executive Director of the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, the NIAAA. So Phil is going to give us some updates about the conference and going ons with the NIAAA. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. But before we do that, I'm going to say hello to my good buddy, Nick, over there in Vienna. Hi, Nick. Yeah, hey, hey, Matt. Hey, Phil. Yeah, it is uh, it is a month away from the conference, so that is on all of our minds. And uh, I know a lot of people around the world, so I thought it was a great time, Phil, to have you on. Um, you've been on before briefly on the online conference a couple of years ago. You gave us some thoughts about that. But this is the first time having you on as as the main guest. So welcome and thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Matt and Nick. It's great to be here and be a part of uh, sharing uh, with uh, your listeners and talking about uh, something I'm very passionate about, and that's uh, athletic administration and especially what's coming up our our national conference. Super. Well, before we get into that, I love listening to your accent, and I know people already that maybe don't know you have picked up on something. Why don't you just uh, kick us off with a little bit of a background about yourself and how long with the NIAAA, that kind of stuff. Well, I'm sure you got that northern accent, you know, figured out whenever you when you first hear me talk, people say, you're from where? And I'm like, well, uh, our offices are in are in Indianapolis, but I'm a transplant. I'm kind of a foreigner from in a strange land. Uh, spent uh, my pretty much my whole life and career in central Kentucky, a little town called Mount Sterling, uh, about 30 miles east of Lexington, which is the central Kentucky hub of uh, Kentucky and uh, they just had the Breeders' Cup there yeah this past weekend and of course if uh, you know uh, the Derby's in Louisville but you know so pretty much spent my whole career there in Kentucky as a uh, primarily my first uh, nine years I was a teacher coach I was a business education major uh, decided and you know really the story behind that is is uh, I didn't know if I wanted to go into education for sure and so uh, I decided I'm going to go the business education route. That way, if I don't like, uh, you know, being in education, then at that point, I maybe have some avenue to fall back on, maybe banking or finance or, or accounting or something like that. And uh, it worked out really well. I really enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed coaching. I enjoyed being around the young men and young women. Um, and so my first nine years, I taught business and, and coached basketball and baseball. And, uh, then my principal came to me and said, hey, we'd like for you to be the athletic administrator. And uh, he said, you got a business degree. He said, I think you could be really organized, that I done. Kind of handed me the keys and said, here, congratulations. And from there, it was a, it was a learning experience of uh, 
what had happened in the past and trying to promote some positive things in the future. And so for the next 21 years, I was engaged in several different roles uh, as an athletic administrator, primarily as an assistant principal AD, and then was promoted to central office as our director of operations uh, for our district and was kind of over transportation, uh, buildings and grounds, food service, and athletics, which pretty much kind of all intertwines and relates together. And so then um, from there, you know, I was uh, promoted to assistant superintendent my last seven years and uh, pretty much filled that out and uh, tried to work in a, in a great community in a great district. And we, my wife and I, Paula, we raised our kids there. And, and you know, I retired after 30 years. And and uh, I, I just assumed that right prior to retirement, the executive director's position for the state of Kentucky, uh, replacing the longtime Jim Watkins, uh, who's been our executive director. And so uh, I got to work uh, work at that at 18 months. And in, in between bouncing around a little bit in the sense of that, I'd also served on our NIAAA board. And so uh, when Bruce Whitehead announced his retirement, I had some friends of mine that uh, colleagues that I'd served with on the board. They called me and they said, Phil, you need to, you need to consider this position in Indianapolis. And I kind of said, my wife's not going to go to Indianapolis. Uh-uh. No, I said, nah, I said, I'm not. And I, I, it, so anyway, they kept calling back and saying, you really need to consider this and so forth. And I talked to my wife about it and she said, no, I'm not interested. And, and one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, I put in an application and, and now long story short, we've been here seven years. And uh, so we moved uh, three and a half hours, relocated three and a half hours, bought a home here in in Indianapolis here in Carmel and we've absolutely loved it is um, you know talking to Matt there earlier it's a it's a great place it's a sports community it's a sports town and and uh, just it's been it's fun and uh, working with um, some awesome people and then the other thing is is getting to work with uh, uh, what I call the salt of the earth the greatest educational professionals in the world and that's our athletic administrators that's great so in your time there, when you were in Kentucky and working in those various roles at the school district, when did you start working with the NIAAA or starting to get exposed to the different PD opportunities? Well, you know, um, great question, Matt. 1996 was my first AD job. So in 1997, primarily, I went to my first conference, which is in New Orleans, which was a, a definitely, as you said, then, you know, being a first-time attendee. Uh, so I started getting engaged with the NIAAA there. I was already engaged primarily with our state association. So I started teaching at our state association and uh, Jim Watkins and Jim Taft, two of our longtime professional development uh, directors and coordinators, uh, kind of asked me if I have an interest in teaching the legal courses. And um, I said, you'd be working with a gentleman named Lee Green, Dr. Lee Green. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, and and from that point on, for the until 2000, until I came on the board, <clears throat> primarily, which I came on the board in Grapevine, Texas, in 2009, I, I taught courses, legal courses. At that point, we just had 504 and 506. During that time period, we added 508, which was our primarily our employment course, and then 510 has since been added. So I taught with Lee Green for those years. Got engaged through that and. And quite honestly, Matt, to be, I got to serve on the board. If, if you know our rotation, uh, Kentucky's in Section 2. 
there are eight states in Section 2. So if you look at it, a board member, uh, if you look at that rotation, Kentucky gets a board member once every 24 years. So ideally, I kind of just happened to be at the right place at the right time with my tenure in Kentucky. I just finished um, serving as the past president the president for the Kentucky AD Association. Mm -hmm. And at that point, when the seat came up for Kentucky, everybody kind of said in the state, well, Phil, that's yours. You, you need to do that. So at that point, I went on to the NIAAA board in 2009 and ended up serving there until uh, I completed primarily in 2014 after serving as president in 2013. So really, Matt, I, I just got engaged and People ask me all the time, how'd you get involved? And I said, I just kind of raised my hand and said, hey, need somebody to do something? I'll be glad to do it, you know? And that's kind of how I got engaged. And and from that, I found great people that will, you know, lift and assist, as Rich Barton always says, that will lift and assist you and help you and be a part of your journey. And I've had some great people, great individuals and mentors be a part of my journey. Yeah, and I, I can definitely second that and attest to it because that's that's been my experience with the IAAA. That's how... You know, we've been able to get going with the whole whole uh, course development and, and workings with the international group is this, we just, yeah, just kind of raise our hands and said, we'll, we'll do that. And then next thing you know, we're heading down to Indianapolis to spend time at your office there and, and working on developing a plan. So uh, that's one thing I know I've always appreciated about the NIAAA. It's been, it's, there's always, there are always folks that are ready to help, which is great. Yeah, they are. It's for sure a whole, whole nother perspective for us internationals for people that maybe haven't made made their way to a conference uh there's still time for this year but it's a whole whole nother experience when you see how many ad's there are around you you know when you could be in some of these countries filled where there's one ad in the whole country because there's one international right. school and then uh you know there's probably three four hundred in in kentucky right yeah yeah, absolutely. And you're right. And you look at our largest state, which is New York, you know, you're talking about, you know, 800 AD. And when you think about their network just for their state, right. you know, and as you said, and as we've, as we've worked through our international initiative, you all have been a great, you know, a vital part of building. You know, it's kind of like the old adage, build it and they will come. Well, if you look at it, we kind of built some courses and now we've added some certification and there's still a lot of other things we need to continue to do in order to reach out. And I know, I know we have uh, several workshops designated primarily at our conference just for the international athletic administrator. So we continue to try to reach out. Uh, we're also here in our office working on a new initiative for middle school athletic administrators because we feel like that's another area where we can reach out and maybe offer them some resources and support to help them. Well, that's great. Continue to grow. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, let's talk about uh, Nashville. It's on my mind almost constantly right now, getting ready. What courses? We had a 9-10 meeting today, actually, to fine-tune uh, fine that. From your side, I know you, you and all the people in the office are working hard for it. So how's the planning going right now? Well, Nick, it's uh, uh, I can't. Uh, we had another meeting this morning. Uh, we pretty much have uh, check-in meetings every morning to make sure we're taking care of all some all of the items. Maybe that uh, we need to make sure we pack and have prepared to put on the semi to, to take to Nashville. But first of all, the enrollment numbers are just busting at the seams. Uh, registration numbers. We 
currently right now we're at over 20, uh, almost 2,400 uh, athletic administrators retired and spouses in total. Right now that puts us at our second largest conference ever. We're about 100 uh, short of breaking our all-time record. Wow. And um, we still have, as, as I think Matt said it, we still have four weeks left yeah. before. So we still have four weeks of registration. So we're excited about that. Our leadership training training numbers are at 1,500. So we've got a, a full array, and we're offering every course. And as you all mentioned, 910, you talked about 910. It's, uh, it's one of our newest courses for the international. It's a current events course. Really excited about it and it being offered. And the opportunity for that to be an ongoing course that just basically stays abreast of what changes are taking place and then is able to assist our international members. And as you all know, being uh, the teachers you are, you'll, you might have an international course. You look up and there will be ADs from all over the country, especially from the United States, that want to be a part of that course as well. So, uh, But the numbers are really good. Um, we're excited about the, the lineup that we have, the 40 workshops. Uh, and as I already mentioned, you know, uh, and I'll, I'll share with you those workshops with the international. I think the international workshops are uh, managing change, mm -hmm. balancing traditions with moder with uh, moderation, and then the other international workshop I think that we have scheduled is um, a student. It's student athlete leadership. Mm -hmm. So you know, when you think about it, and you know, and and again, uh, you think about what we're offering. We're trying to. Uh, potpourri a little bit, meet things for everyone there. Right. Plus, the, the one thing I've always said is that as an athletic administrator, you work so hard. Mm -hmm. Also, when you come to Nashville, we want you to have a little fun, too. <laughs> and I think, you know, Nashville has proven itself over, uh, you know, in 2016. And if you've ever gone there before, it's a great town. Yeah. And the Gaylord's a great property and excited about that. So it's been a... It's been it's been really good and planning's going well. We feel good where we're at, but we don't. It's kind of like uh, being in the school business when school's going well. You don't really want to talk about it because you're afraid you'll either have a moon change or something, and you know the next thing you know something goofy happens. So we don't really talk about well, the it. The power goes kinda, out in the building, Phil. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be ready. So you just uh, you, you, we just kind of keep our nose uh, to the grindstone a little bit and just keep working. So 2,400 as of today, roughly. So what, what do you think you guys will top out at, or is there a projection for that? Well, our, our first concern, Matt, is that, you know, we have uh, – it's kind of like there's no more room at the end. We have no rooms at the Gaylord. So th that's always a concern. Will that slow down our registration? We have put on our website several other hotels that we've been able to work with and negotiate that some even offer a shuttle to the Gaylord, which would, okay. would help – you know, that as well. And so uh, we worry a little bit about that, but we're hoping to get somewhere in that total, somewhere 26 to 2,700, maybe 28. You know, if we can get 2,200 ADs and 2,300 ADs and then add retired ADs with that, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, that is. That is, and it really is like a whole, uh, like you said, the, a potpourri. There's so many different things with the, with the fair. And then, especially I think for the internationals is seeing the city that it's in, experiencing some new things, you know, especially if we're flying, you know, 10, 12, I think a couple 
up to close to 20 hours to get there. Sure. Um, you want to have some fun in the downtime, I guess, from the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of you try to coordinate maybe hopefully our conference and we're a little earlier this year, but coordinate your conference primarily maybe with coming back to the States, maybe during the holidays or whatever, but we're a little early this year. If you look at Orlando next year, we're, we won't finish until I think the 19th or the 20th. So we're probably, we're a week earlier this year than we will be next year. Okay. That's good to know. Russ plan. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Actually, me too. Next year, maybe to stay to stay and and combine it with with the Christmas break. For sure. Yeah. There you go. Go to you know you can go to Disney. That'd be great. Yeah. Universal. Well, my mom has a place down there in uh, well, not near Orlando, but a couple hours away. So I'll be extending my stay in Florida. I'm pretty sure after the conference finishes <laughs> up. So well, Florida's. Uh, I hope your mother wasn't in any of the area that was hit because. Oh, she, park, it was just... Her place is a little bit inland down there in Naples. Okay. Uh, so be able to avoid any direct hit yeah. uh, anything. So that was good. So, yeah. So with the with the keynotes, um, any any word about the keynotes or anything you want to share with us about that? And along those lines, how did you guys decide on uh, who you were going to pick for this year? It's a great, uh, great question, Matt. We have what's called a conference advisory committee that consists of in our partnership and collaboration with the National Federation, uh, they choose four and we choose four from the standpoint of representatives, usually sectional representation, similar to our board. So let's take section one, for example, or section two, as I mentioned and referred to earlier, we have eight states. So it kind of rotates and you will pick a state that will pick someone to serve on that advisory uh, board and they meet every January right after the conference. And part of their charge is to evaluate the conference that just occurred. We spend one day in an evaluation process. And then the second day we spend in a process of planning for the next. And so part of that is uh, throughout the course of the year, we'll get suggestions and ideas from states, uh, from members saying, hey, I heard this individual, you all know, need to consider them as a speaker or as a keynote or someone that can, you know. And so what we do is we collect all that data and then we divide that um, conference advisory committee up into two groups. One group will work on workshops, mm -hmm. primarily the 40 workshops and look at their titles and things like that and potential potential presenters. And then another group works on primarily the keynote speakers. And so what we'll do is take the keynote and we might have a video segment of them that maybe lasts, you know, three minutes or four minutes. We'll watch that. And we kind of, it's kind of like, a, I guess you would say the voice. If you think of American TV, the voice or, you know, uh, uh, America's got talent or whatever, then you kind of rank them. Mm -hmm. And then at that point you have discussions about them and you say, you know, we like it. And we always look at that with a lens of diversity trying to have a lens of diversity uh, from the standpoint and representation. And I think we've done a really great job with that uh, so forth, so forth. But this year, um, you know, uh, quite honestly, Inky has been on our radar for about the last three years. And uh, it just worked out with his home office being in, in Atlanta, Georgia, that this really worked out for us and we were able to get him. Jeremy Boone, who athlete by design who has worked some with some of our cohort uh, groups, uh, 
-hmm. and just an outstanding motivator and an outstanding speaker. So really excited about both of them. But um, both of those came to the forefront and were chosen. And and we do that with with an eye on this year. But as we were going through it, we also had an eye on next year, looking at next year's presenters and speakers. And and again, I don't want to – budget does figure into this. You know, as we reach out to them, we want to make sure – you know, um, I'm an old Cincinnati Reds baseball fan, so I'll give you an example. I mean, uh, you know, to go get Johnny Bench, I'd love to have Johnny Bench come, but we just can't afford him, you know? Or I'd love to have Pete Rose come, but we just can't afford him. And it's a situation like that. So where we're trying to find the balance of that educational scope that makes a presentation. And I don't, uh, if you'll remember, you two will remember, in National Harbor, right before the pandemic, we had Dr. Adolph Brown. He was great. And he was fabulous. And I had seen Dr. Brown at a conference three years prior to while I was still in education. And I walked out of there and I'm thinking, man, well, this guy, you know, he brings it. He brings it every day. You better pack a lunch and, and whatever. And so we, none of our, none of our people knew him. And so I just put his video up, showed it, showed it. Uh, a little segment of his video and he immediately went straight to the top. So again, it's kind of a a committee. Our conference advisory committee works through that, makes those, uh, formulates those decisions and seeks seeks input from the members on whom we try to reach out to. That's great. There hasn't, there hasn't been a, a bad, uh, or no, I won't even say that there hasn't been a speaker that wasn't great. Uh, you know, in all my in all my years, so I'm looking forward to. Both well, thanks for saying that. That's great, uh, and it's good because I really want them, and I don't know how you all feel about it, but I want them uh, kind of when I walk out of there, I feel good about what I'm doing, yeah. and I and I also I want them. They understand the role that we have in working with our students on a daily basis and our coaches. All right, well, we're talking about the conference. Um, for anyone out there, a little bit of a plug for us. Join Matt and I, and Phil, of course, uh, in Nashville. Uh, adconference.org is the website. All the things we were, were talking about are there. Um, write Matt and I if you have any questions. Um, we're really trying to bring the international community together. We had a, a couple socials. We have an international WhatsApp group for everyone attending the conference. We try to meet up at all different different points. and. Uh, It'd be great to add to that group. So there's still time sure. um, to make this the biggest conference yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's great about it too is they, they always give us a nice breakdown of uh, the international folks coming and where they're coming from. And um, I think our highest pass has been upwards of almost a hundred, which is pretty good for our group. Yeah. Um, but you know, the networking opportunities, of course, are yeah. fantastic, and and not just with ourselves as international ADs, but also with the the stateside folks. So it's always good. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is, I mean, you develop relationships for sure across the the world, and that's what's so great. Right. And the thing about it is, is then you end up collaborating or working. With, you know, and to me, that's you know, when you think about it, you know, uh, it's just it's it's really unique. And again, I've never heard an athletic administrator say, no, nah, I can't do that. I don't want to be a part of that. Because once they get in it and they see it, they're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. So, 
Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. Well, this is, um, will be a last uh, conference for you in, in some ways. The last is the associate executive director. Um, you're the actually the the incumbent executive director right now. Um, what's uh, you looking forward to that? What's uh, what's it feel like moving moving up to the top of the pyramid in the NIAAA? Well, uh, you know, I don't know if we if we would classify it as a pyramid. First of all, I think we we classify it primarily as a, just a leadership team. Yeah. I like the word team. I believe in team, and um, you know, uh, I, I, as I shared with you all earlier. Uh, when Paula and my wife and I moved up here, never did we come with the intention of, uh, oh, someday I want to be the executive director. We came with the, I came and she supported that, the intention of wanting to serve. I'd been a part of something and I just wanted to continue to be a part of it. And I just wanted to continue to serve and get to meet great people, get the opportunity to, to go around uh, throughout the country and talk about and support and advocate on behalf of athletic administration. So for, uh, fortunately for me, I got to work with uh, Dr. Mike Blackburn and he's just been awesome. It's, uh, you know, uh, he, the, the adage in our office is, is he's ice and I'm fire. So we're fire and ice. Okay. And, and I'm okay with that. You know, my father told me a long time ago, you got to be comfortable in your own shoes always. And you have to know yourself and your, your personality. And I'm very enthusiastic and Mike's kind of real calm and, you know, and so we've, we, it's just been a joy the last, uh, okay. you know, six plus years. And so uh, when uh, the, when he finally decided that he was retiring, uh, you know, at that point, the board, uh, I was very humble that the board uh, felt, you know, confident enough to elevate me into that position and and since that point uh it's just kind of been a kind of a roller coaster the whirlwind a little bit we've tried to hire my replacement and we ultimately ended up you know just for your listeners out there um you know i i, I tell people all the time well it took two to replace me but that's not really true okay and it, it kind of what happened if, it, if you look at it is that our strategic plan, our fifth strategic plan, mm -hmm. had in there consideration of adding another uh, executive leadership. And what happened was is Sharice DeBose, which you all know Sharice, who had been working in our marketing uh, prior to this transition, she took another position. Mm -hmm. And when she left, we kind of had an opportunity there to maybe take her responsibilities and combine that into another director type situation and whatever. And that's what we've done. Yeah. 
And so we were able to hire Rich Barton and Becky Moran. And I just can't tell you how excited we are about that. Big Rich is known by everybody. And uh, he's got a network that, you know, goes global everywhere. And then Becky is, uh, she's an attention to detail, so organized. And she's kind of overseeing our marketing. So to answer your question, I guess, uh, Nick, I mean, what's it feel like? It doesn't feel any different. It's just uh, I'm just going to move down the hallway a little bit and probably be more worried about primarily the operational component and the financial component than my past responsibilities of primarily being worried, uh, concerned, and leading leadership training and certification. Rich is going to kind of take that. And so I'm probably, I don't want to say I'm going to be hands off, but I'm going to be in a different area and that's part of our meetings daily has been that training and transition. So I'm excited. I'm humbled. I love our association and just fortunate enough to, to be the, again, as I shared with you, being um, from Kentucky, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, you know, to get on the board. And so, you know, I just happened to be here working uh, and been fortunate enough for us to have experienced some growth and, our goal is to continue to try to reach out and continue to serve with the same uh, enthusiasm and with the same opportunity that we can give our members for them to be better athletic administrators. Yeah, that sounds great. That's great. <laughs> so they have a good plan in place, and just I just want to say congratulations on the uh, the appointment. And uh, I know the NIAAA is going to be in good hands with you there and with the rest of the team. So uh, a lot of bright things in the future for the organization for sure. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. All right. Well, those are some awesome updates about the the conference. Uh, a little bit about you, your your new role there. This is all good stuff. Um, so, as we wrap things up here, you know, one of the things we like to do with our we get folks from everywhere, of course, in, in the Globetrotting Eighties podcast. Uh, and one of the things we always like to ask folks is what's what's their favorite place to go to, or maybe something cool about uh, where they are where they're where they are at. So we heard a little bit about where you're at in Indy and we've been there before a little bit for uh, visiting and going to the NIAAA headquarters. So do you have a favorite place that you've traveled to or you like to travel to or would like to go back to? I think of two places, uh, Matt. First of all, one would be there in my home state in Kentucky. If you've ever heard of the, it's called the Red River Gorge. And uh, it's a beautiful area there. and right in, I guess you would say it's kind of where the bluegrass kisses the mountains a little bit as you start into the Appalachian area. And it is just absolutely, especially in the fall, uh, to go on a hike or to go on their trails. It's just absolutely uh, just beautiful and gorgeous. And I live close enough to that that we were able to experience that. And we really enjoyed that tremendously. So if you've never been to the Red River Gorge, I would encourage uh, to, to go see that natural bridge is there. It's just, uh, it's really phenomenal. And then uh, probably for me, I'm at uh, traveling. I uh, did a mission trip one time for uh, 10 days to Guatemala. Really enjoyed that and got to go to Antigua. And I'd never seen the beauty I'd seen that I witnessed there uh, from the standpoint of the being, seeing, you know, the, the volcanoes and being able to just see uh, God's beauty, the, the, the nature. I really, we really enjoyed that. Even though we were kind of on a working mission, we took a day out to really have some fun and it was great. And then of course, uh, 
of being in this position, I got to go to Hawaii. And uh, that was just uh, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't know if you can wake up and have a bad day there. So. Yeah, what's the likelihood of an NIAAA conference in uh, Hawaii? <laughs> If, if I don't. I don't foresee that in the near future, just based on feasibility. But it would be absolutely. Uh, really, maybe uh, a great association visit. <laughs> state conference, right? You can be an out of stater to go to state conferences, right? You don't have to be uh, from. The That's state. right. Yeah. And they're they're so hospitable. It's just uh, it's a it's a fun place. And uh, I, Paul and I went for the first time, and it was just uh, oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Phil, thanks for taking the time out of your day, your work day at your, in your office there to uh, share a little bit about yourself and the, in the conference. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you in about a month. Thank you both Nick and Matt. And thank you for what you're doing. Uh, the work you're putting in the, uh, the, you know, the foundation you're laying for the international athletic administrators and, and you're teaching and sharing your talents. Uh, the NIAAA, we're a volunteer organization, and without uh, individuals like yourself, uh, we're not. We're only as good as the people that uh, make up our organization. And you two are two outstanding ones that not only have helped us internationally, but have also helped uh, our whole conference be a, a true fruition of uh, basically a global concept of athletic administration. So thank you. Until next week. This has been another episode of the Globe Trotten ADs.